podcast, The Daily Show, where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from right here in the Impact Power Sports Studio. Pardon me. <laughs> That's never good. That's a bad sign. That is a bad sign. Uh, so glad you are here. I am um, trying to recover from yet another assault. I've been attacked mercilessly by the uh, by folks on, on Reddit. Out of the blue, here I am minding my own business. Uh, just trying to find my, my own little spot in the podcast world. Every day, same damn thing. For more than five years. More than five years. At some point during the day, uh, I posted the pics of our pal Freebeer with his, that hair. It's, it's, it has to be discussed. It is, it is me doing my, I am not doing my job. If Freebeer's hair looks that fucked up and I don't discuss it. And I don't bring it up. In case you don't know, uh, I hate him. Uh, And then, in case you don't know, his hair looks like shit. So, those two things warrant EZ's takedown of this cocksucker and his fucking hair. It's really, really bad, Rebecca says. Yes. Now, I, I, I get it. I get it. On a surface, you're like, ah, oh, it's just easy being a bitter old asshole. Eh, I'd say uh, I'd be the first one to admit that, yeah, maybe, but uh, not so much with, like, the rest of the guys on the show. It's just Greg. I just don't like Greg. I would love to get into a fist fight with Greg. Patrick says posting that hair was necessary. Freebear growing it was not. It's an absolute disaster. It's an absolute disaster. This is uh this is actually the better picture of the two. I posted what the fuck is going on with this asshole's hair? That's the good pick. Give me a second. I'll show you the one that's really ridiculous. He looks like retarded Axel Rose. He looks like if Axel Rose decided to go into teaching. What the fuck? Amanda says, I love your comparison to him looking like Worf from Star Trek. The next generation. Ryan suggests pedo vibes. Now, I wouldn't go that far. Ryan says, can you describe this hair in gross detail for those listening? Some tremendous theater of the mind is needed. And as you know, there's no one better at theater of the mind than your old pal, Easy. But I don't, I'm not feeling it right now. I am too taken back to be by the appearance of it to come up with words. I don't have a uh, resolution for free beer with his hair. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you. 
I mean, I give them credit for trying something different. I mean, it's got to be pretty painful when you're losing your hair. But that's just, it's that's not it, man. And I don't really have a uh, a great description of it other than you just have to see it. It's to a point where it's so affecting me personally. It's so hurting my soul that it's actually taking away my ability to make fun of it. And look, it is on brand for me to make fun of someone's hair. I make fun of everything about me. Okay? So don't sit there when I do my goddamn job and tell me that I shouldn't be doing my job. Now, a little bit more background. The Reddit page, the Freebird Hot Wings Show subreddit, they do not allow me to post on it. They have taken away my ability to post on it. They banned me. And, and the people that run it actually wrote a post that said, no more discussions of EZ. Now, I'll be totally honest with you here. When they put something up there about me, all I see is dollar signs. I'm like, yes. And they're not supposed to mention me. But every time they do, the thread gets a lot of um, uh, action. There's a lot of people weighing in with something to say about your old pal, Easy. Uh, that was the case yesterday. All I did was posted a pic and said, what's up with this asshole's hair? On my own page, they, they screenshot what I shoot. They post it there, and then they kick it around. And then I'm like, yes, I am not allowed to post there, yet they st I'm still being talked about. That's fantastic. I, I literally don't have to do anything to get what I crave, and that is attention. I don't give a shit if it's good or it's bad. That does not matter. That does not factor into the equation. I go through another day where I have a tremendous amount of people saying, what's up? What's going on? People talking about EZ. Here I am in a goddamn room above my garage, and there's more people talking about me uh, doing this than it would be if I was on the radio. So that's good. That's really, really good. Uh, I got a couple lot. Now, I had saw, I had seen it myself, and someone then sent it to me. A couple people sent it to me. Nick, Nick W. sent it to me. He says, okay, all right. What, here's what's going on, Easy, And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know it. I'm actually appreciative of it. Uh, in fact, Nick made a uh, little bit of an uh, observation. He writes, in case you haven't seen it yet, and then he sent me the link. I said, yeah, I saw it. It makes my day. He says, my favorite is the guy crying about how your humor was nasty. Nick writes, it absolutely was, but that was the show. The Valentine's pillow segment doesn't happen unless the show goes with it and teases that the pillow had a hole in it or the old man sweater beat up. These people, I just shake my head. 
And I follow up and I say it makes for a whole segment tomorrow. I'm kicking off my goddamn show with this because of you morons. You will never, ever learn. Nick says, I can't wait. I loved the old show because it seemed like you all would say what I was thinking as a sarcastic jerk or what I wish was witty enough to say. This version of Free Bear and Hot Wings does not appeal to me like the old version did, and that's okay, but it seems like this guy commenting would simp for Kelly. I'm not sure what simp means. Does that mean like stick up for? Sympathize? Uh-huh. Looking forward to the show tomorrow. Um, one more for you. If I don't think you've covered this on your show or WATB. So if you haven't, okay, he sends me a link. Oh, my God. Uh, Tyler says that IMAX screen he calls a forehead is astounding to me. Nick writes, I stopped posting messages supporting you because they just think I am you. Oh, yeah, that's a regular thing. Oh, yeah, thanks, Zane. Yeah, thanks. That's got to be Zane. Kenny says, LOL, no, that's not what simp means. Oh. Okay, well, let me know. Because I don't know what the fuck it means. How about just tell me what it means instead of announcing, LOL, no, (laughs) that's not what simp means. How about just tell me? Chris in Buffalo says maybe his hair was just kidding. Now I am going to get to, uh, uh, okay. This is, this is how it started with this guy here. And these all, obviously these people are all anonymous. So, all right. Takes my, um, takes my post. What the fuck is going on with this asshole's hair? He can't help himself. Now, since I would love to be able to respond to these, okay, but I can't because it won't let me. So I have to read them here and give you my point of view. This person writes, while I understand he's somehow still bitter and I don't necessarily say I'm, I mean, maybe a little to Greg because, but it's not because of losing the job. It's not. I've said this before. It was just over three years ago that we were repairing the relationship. We're planning on meeting for coffee, text messages a lot to each other. I'm so sorry about the divorce. Uh, I'm so sorry about Connie. How are you? Here's a link to a bit that I thought would be funny. Oh my God. I can't believe you said that. All that stuff was happening. We were working on something. I don't know what, but we're trying to repair the relationship. I had apologized. He had a, he didn't apologize though. He should have. I let it go. Whatever. Returned his property. Let's let's do this. Let's fucking put this to bed. And then he stabbed me in the back again on the air. And that's when I said, fuck him. I'm bitter about that. I'm not bitter about losing the job. Okay. That was eight years ago. I don't give a shit about the job anymore. Shit. They've been fired from other jobs since then. That's not the problem. And let's be totally honest here. I would never have lasted there for the past eight years because I wouldn't have changed. I, I, I love talking and uh, 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 presenting the way I do. Okay. I'm not, a, I'm not a guy that sits there and just, can you imagine if I had all of those uh, shackles on me while I'm trying to do my thing on a regular basis at the end of the day, 
The one thing that hasn't changed at all, in fact, it's gotten worse, is how I do what I do. When I say worse, I mean, I'm a million times more aggressive now. But, uh, you know, fucking A, I can sit here for two fucking hours every day and carry on a goddamn conversation with no one talking back to me, screaming at a goddamn camera with dogs in the room. Nobody can do that. Okay? Nobody can do that like I can. And I know that sounds arrogant and cocky, but think about it. Do you think any of those fuckers could do this for two hours? Fuck no, they couldn't. It's not easy. It took a lot of practice. So no, I'm not bitter about that from eight years ago. I've got a job. My own. I don't even get out of my pajamas every day. Fuck you. Anyway, this guy says, well, I understand he's somehow still bitter. It's been years. See, again, that's off base. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. It's actually pathetic at this point. He could and should be doing much better things than just this over and over. I am. This is a fucking, this is one second of my day to post that his hair looks like shit and talk about you, you butt fuck. He is talented. Move on. Be an adult. See, these people still think I'm pissed off about being fired. And it's not. Bashing the crew of the show is basically his income now. Oh, come on. I put 30 hours of content up a week. At times, none of it will be about free beer and hot wings. Sometimes Ben and I will do a a review show, which is incredibly successful. People love that show. Who are these free beers? It's funny. Okay. It's set up so that people who are sick of their bullshit, which it is, come on have a way to, I don't know, uh, get in on the fun of making fun of what they've become. All right. Uh, This guy says uh, something about this pays my bills. And then this guy seems to think that, like, I'm faking it. Does it pay his bills, though? Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. He wasn't wrongly fired, though. Yeah, that's up for debate. Some people think so. Some people don't. This one cracks me up. Oh, shit. What the fuck am I doing? Unfortunately, all of the guys are getting older. Seems like Hot Wings has some good genetics. But the rest are like the rest of us. Also, I'm not sure how Zane has anything to say. He looks like a fat lesbian as of late. God, it's kind of true. I'm working on it. Give me a break. Zane is the worst, a complete flake that's trying to remain relevant. LOL. He still has to hold on to the show for content. No, not really. Uh, you know, who are these free beers? I've only done 12 episodes for God's sake. It's not my fault that um, uh, ladies who are treated terribly would reach out to me. Uh, That's kind of true. Not 100% true. Uh, I reached out to Rachel after all that shit went down. And um, at about the same time that Hurricane Ashley did, Hurricane Ashley reached out to me. Um, The multi-talented Gina Rosolo in New Jersey, she reached out to me. Actually, her friend did after she attempted suicide. 
some of you don't even know about that. That was uh, another ex of uh, the beloved Saint Gaslight. Uh, I thought I liked him when he was on, but listening back to pre-beer and his own show, uh, he's kind of a tool. He's the guy whose whole sense of humor was to be nasty. Anything that came up, he'd make it sexual or vulgar or gay, or he'd start calling the newscasters fat or gross or some other kind of slur. It was both incredibly predictable and insanely annoying. Uh... And this guy says, yeah, insanely annoying. <gasps> this one, a better name for his hugely successful solo podcast. Yeah, I don't, I don't claim that this is fucking Joe Rogan or Bill Burr, for fuck's sake. Uh, it keeps my head above water. It's a podcast that I do in my garage. Uh, and it's all right. I've never said it was something more than that. You, Someone else might have said that, but I didn't say that. Uh, I'm with you. I listened to the show back then, but I can't listen to pre-beer now. It's so cringe. The world moved on. Freebeer and Owings grew with it. There are so many assholes in the world to choose from now. They don't need to be that. <laughs> okay. This is one of you, because I see this person on my subreddit with the 473 of you. Freebeer should stop by King's Room Barbershop to get that cleaned up. Chris, our Chris in Buffalo says, what the fuck really is going on with asshole Freebeer's hair? And the guy who originally posted all this says, yeah, it is a legit question, but it should be someone like us Reddit degenerates asking it, not a former show member who competes with them. You assholes. I can't even participate on this goddamn thing. And you go take my shit, screenshot it and bring it to Reddit. I didn't, I didn't ask for that from you. This person says, exactly, it's the whole we can pick on them, but you can't thing. That hair is wild, though. This is the hair of a man one missent text away from being on a list. I don't get it. Okay, Zane is a piece of shit, but he kind of has a point. Freebeer looks ridiculous. Okay, now this, I can get behind this. I can get behind this opinion that I am a piece of shit. I've been called, I'm called a piece of shit every day by you assholes. All right. To me, that's a term of endearment. If somebody, if I can pull out of somebody or some rando off the street to look at me in the face and say, Hey, you're a piece of shit. I'm going to be like, Hey, all right. I did my job. Thank you. But then to add, he kind of has a point and then says Freebeer looks ridiculous. This is a goddamn fan of that show. Which was why I posted it in the first place. If I were seated in front of Freebeer, all right, and none of this had happened, and I was on the air there, considering the fact that I had been murdered for a sweater, I would have leapt at the opportunity to rub his goddamn face in shit Every day that he showed up with that stupid fucking Ringo Starr mop top. 
every fucking day. That's a job description quote right there. And you would have loved it. It would have been fantastic. He'd have been there all pissed off and pouty. It would have been great. It would have been fantastic radio to rub his... You see, putting on a sweater is one thing. He, day after day, has grown his hair out like that. That's a million times worse than the sweater. So don't look at me and judge me over the same shit that was done to me. Come on. Uh, More people throwing around the word pathetic. Okay, I love this one. It really is pathetic that he's made this his thing. He's funny as hell. If he would move on, his podcast would be so much better. Well, I mean, maybe. I don't think so, though. I mean, I got to fill fucking two hours of this shit. And if I can burn through 40 strong minutes bitching about you cunts, I'll be happy to do it. You've helped me. Thank you. I tried listening to, uh, to him. Was excited for it. Huge letdown. He's a child. Uh, free beers, kids can be happy knowing they are truly rich living in a two-story house, completely rent-free in Zane's head. Eh, maybe. Uh, okay. I'm fairly new to the community, but what, what, okay. Somebody's looking for the background. That's a long drawn out post. Zane's current show is closer to classic free beer and hot wings than the current free beer and hot wings. Uh, People have said that before. I've seen that said before, but it's okay. It's nearly impossible. I mean, I understand maybe the mentality and the attitude behind it might be more honest. And perhaps that's what this person is saying. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's about as far as I can go with it. But that these, this person seems to stand by it. Ah, bitter Zane again. If he thought he was doing well, if he thought he was doing well, he wouldn't still be posting this shit. That's not true. He was more than happy to be the herald for Rachel and get Joe fired when it was none of his business. All right. Now that's complete bullshit. Um, Well, no, I take it back. Some of that is actually true. When I started to communicate with Rachel, I said to her, I go, I want you to know I'm going to lean into this. And the reason why is because I think that they've covered a lot of that shit up with Joe for a long time. Don't forget, uh, Rachel uh, talked about how the Thanksgiving prior, almost a year prior to all of that shit going down with Joe, that everybody on that show was well informed about what had happened. Now, God knows what happened behind closed doors, but I do know what did happen, and that was Joe didn't miss any time at work, despite everybody being well aware of it. And considering the fact where what I had to endure over making fun of a guy's fucking pants, you're goddamn right I'm going to lean into that. Uh, I, I will, um, I won't lie to you. If I have an opportunity to make Greg look bad and that show look bad based on shit they did and then spotlight it and then tell the world about it. Of course I'm going to do that. 
Hey, you won't believe what happened here. Listen to this. Hey, you won't believe this asshole's haircut. Look at that. Absolutely. 10 out of 10 times. You can count on that. So this uh, was part of my day yesterday. Again, minding my own business, uh, doing nothing with the Freeburn Hot Wings Show subreddit. And then as my day plays out, they talk about me. I can't. They won't let me talk on there. So all I have to do is nothing. And they'll eventually make me a topic the same way I make them a topic. This person just added, I can't listen to any of their stuff anymore. Longtime listener if my wife, after my wife got me into them from the guests, what's in the dryer days. But after they went town square and purveyors of nothing but the message, it was all over for our ears. I don't know what that means. The message. I, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I don't look. I do not begrudge the show for changing what they do. All right. I, I don't. In fact, I had to sit through it when I had days like, oh, we can't swear anymore. But, um, so whatever. I don't, I don't care that you've, you've changed your show, but, uh, at the same time, if I can absolutely take what you're doing, review it and have a good time laughing about it, who gives a shit? All right, we are off and running on this edition of the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you're enjoying the show on Facebook, X, and YouTube, I'm going to send you on your way. Thank you for being here. Just a reminder, the audio for this show is available wherever you download podcasts. As soon as I get done with this, I post it, make it available on all the platforms. Please leave me a review if you can. That would be fantastic. If you ever want to say hello, send me an email in the Shoreliner Striping Inbox, Eric at ericzaneshow.com. As well, I have a Patreon where I put hours and hours of content up each and every week, including the Lost Zane recordings, which are old recordings of my uh, radio show on WBBL. Uh, who are these Zanes, which we will be doing this week, which is um, Ben and I reviewing old air check audio um, from my early radio days. Uh, we also have the show, Who Are These Free Beers, which doesn't happen every week. I would say on average twice a month, where Ben and I review current shows of America's, one of America's top morning radio shows. All at patreon.com slash Eric Zane, and you can sign up for free. That's right, for free. Typically, it's five or ten bucks a month. Five bucks a month for the audio, ten bucks a month for the audio, video, and joining us on the live streams. But if you want to try the whole thing out for free, um, try the $10 a month free trial where you get access to everything for seven days. I'll let you in on a little secret. This is how this works. You sign up for the seven days with a credit card. And then when you get all done with that, hit the cancel button and cancel it. I'm still giving you the seven days that way. Cause a lot of times people go, Oh, okay. Well, all right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll just check this out. And then they forget, and then I end up charging you. And I don't want to trick you into charging you for uh, the 5 or 10 bucks a month. I want you to want it. So I tell you to sign up, 
cancel, enjoy, then sign up again when you want to actually continue it because you're like, this is worth throwing five or 10 bucks a month at. That's how I do that. Very, very important. So again, once you cancel, I give you the seven days free. If you don't do that and it goes one second after seven days, I charge you. Full disclosure from your old pal, EZ. Because I'm a piece of shit, right? Come on. All right. So thank you to those folks who are watching on Facebook, X, and YouTube. I now send you on your way. Facebook and Twitch brought to you this time around by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. The open and live stream of the show uh, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. How about Blue Frost IT? They've been uh, one of my uh, longtime sponsors. I appreciate them so much. Uh, they are the managed IT service provider for this podcast. Now, if you work in the business sector where you have a lot of tech, maybe you own the business, maybe you are the supervisor, maybe you're the worker bee who wants to tip off the boss to the outstanding, outstanding customer service of Blue Frost IT. Keep this in mind. When you are ready to upgrade at the workplace, just buying stuff off the shelf is a bad idea. You need new monitors. You need new printers. You need new keyboards. You need new mouses, new mice, new mice. You need new hard drives. You need a software upgrade. You need a whole new computer. Just buying that stuff can be a problem because you might buy too much, too little, or not the right thing. So do this. Sit down for a complimentary 30-minute consultation with Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. You'll sit down with this sweet soul named Alan, and uh, he's going to ask you questions about your business, what type of um, tech support you would need, what type of technology you would need, I should say, to make your business go. Sometimes it's graphics intensive, sometimes it's video intensive, um, computing power, whatever it may be, all right? After that 30-minute comp, uh, excuse me, complimentary consultation, he'll make a rundown of what exactly you need to make your business hum on your upgrade. And then you make your investment. You make your purchase. He helps you set it up. And you don't do a thing. Okay, I'm a firm believer in letting the professionals uh, do what they're supposed to do. Allen and Blue Frost IT are those professionals. Reach out to them at 616 200 8550. That's 616 200 8550. Your old pal EZ has a spot on Vouch. Vouch blends creators with businesses, small businesses selling their products. This is a great way to support the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, if you're like, maybe, hey, I don't have time to support the show via Patreon or whatever. You actually want to get some products instead of the content. All right. A buddy of mine named Kevin Brandis came up with Vouch. Startup company combining podcasts with products. You go to my Vouch store, vouch.store slash Eric Zane, 
and you will see for yourself. I have three companies that have listed their products on Vouch. Camp Craft Cocktails. The Tooth Brush, which Linda told me she just got her toothbrush. She said it's comfy. Today, I want to talk about Split Rock Coffee. Here you go. You can get a two-pound whole bean bag of Split Rock Coffee for $21.95. Add it to the cart and buy. You like it uh, ground? You can get the dark roast ground. 10 ounces for $14.99 of Split Rock Coffee. This is the coffee I drink every morning. Dark cocoa sweetness with hints of citrus. I'm telling you, that sounds like a party in your mouth. And uh, yes, the people that came up with Split Rock Coffee, they're disabled veterans. They were walking around in Vietnam this is a true story. In fact, I'm going to give you the link right now in the chat. All right. They're walking around in Saigon. And some little kid comes walking up to him. And uh, his body is strapped with explosives and blows their legs off. The guys uh, were in the hospital at Walter Reed. They're, you know, re- you know, coming back to life like Lieutenant Dan. And they still had the legs. They took the legs and ground up the bones to make split rock coffee. It's the stupidest thing I've ever said in my life. All right. So that's what's up at the vouch store. While I'm at it, I want to mention um, Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance. Frank is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. We've gotten to a point where Frank, who can help you no matter where you are in the U.S. All right. My show is, is a lot of people listen who are in West Michigan. Um, but there's a there's plenty that listen in other parts of the country. Any type of insurance. Home, auto, life. You name it. Uh, Medicare. Also, social security support. Frank does it all. All you have to do is get some time in front of Frank and he'll take care of the rest. Buyinsurancehere.com. That's B-U-Y, insurancehere.com. When it comes to uh, getting insured through healthcare.gov, most Americans have to go it alone. They just log on. And start filling out the form. And they lie on that because it says, this is easy. Takes just a minute. It doesn't. It's not easy. And it doesn't take just a minute. And if you're like me, you're like, fuck this shit. You get about two questions in. You're like, I'm out. I'll just, I'd rather not have insurance. Just have Frank do it for you. Buyinsurancehere.com. The best part is Frank doesn't charge you for anything. It's free. You're like, how can that possibly be? Well, uh, Frank gets paid by the insurance companies that he's uh, for the policies that he puts people in. So let's say he puts you in a priority health care policy like he did for the Queen of the Forest, myself and Madison. Priority health pays Frank. You don't. 
Schedule time with Frank at buy, B-U-Y, insurancehere.com. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device. All right, rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh my God, this is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys, and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes, they walk up to the door, they punch it in, the door unlocks, in they go. And, of course, it's a video camera, so it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. Amanda writes, I have to admit that couch cover really makes the room look sharp. Well, thank you. It's that uh, blue and silver Detroit Lions. Let's see. Kent writes, just so we all know how shitty Freebird and Hot Wings is, it's on at work right now, and they're playing the Jimmy Dean phone call from 15 years ago. Stevie says that is a funny bit, Kent, but yeah, it's old as hell. I don't have a problem with them playing that because anytime you can play something that's historically uh, legendary, yeah, I mean, big deal. Patrick says it's the same 15 weirdos on the Reddit that don't get it. They sound like a real fun group to hang out with. Ryan says big fraud might be a fraudster, but he doesn't have the time, the time detail to engage in burner accounts. He's more of a light a match and watch it burn kind of fraud. It's genius. Oh yeah. Cause Chris had said that I have 400 burner accounts on Reddit. No, I do not. I do not. Can someone tell me what simp means? I don't even know yet. Kenny, that cock. All he said was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he did. He did. I take it back. Kenny says, pull up a Twitch live stream that has a girl in a hot tub and thousands of viewers. Each and every one of those viewers is a simp. Let's put it that way. Okay. So what does that make you? 
I mean, I'm not in a hot tub. I have a hot tub. I'm not in a hot tub. Are you a simp for me? By the way, I can't handle this camera. Way too much headroom. Bear with me. Pro move right there. Oh, yeah, you are. Tyler says, simpleton? I feel old. Kenny, how do you know what a simp is? Are you like watching hot tub videos and then people are saying, hey, we're all simps. And you're like, yeah, I know. I love it. Moving on. The New Hampshire primary is underway right now. It's remarkable to me that they spend as much time on it as they did to kick off the Today Show, like the first 10 minutes. It's like, why don't you just get to the Travis Kelsey coverage? Everybody's making a big deal because what's the what's the brother... Jason, the guy who retired, Jason Kelsey played for like 16 years in the NFL and no one knew who that guy was until his brother started dating Taylor Swift. Never before in the history of the league has anyone known any of the hikers. That's a position that nobody gives a shit about. Now, I think that they should give a shit about the hiker. But no one gives a shit about the the hiker. Okay? The Lions hiker is a guy named Frank Ragnow. And he's, I guess, great. You know, they say he's a great hiker. He hikes a fucking ball and then he bashes somebody's brains in. Typically, the hiker is supposed to hike it, kick somebody's ass, get injured. And then uh, after doing that for like 30 years, they retire. For some reason, the hikers always last a long time. And that seems to be like the most devastating position in the world. You're in this horribly vulnerable position. You got to fucking hike the ball through your legs. And then everybody starts kicking the shit out of you. Meanwhile, this guy's rolling up on your legs, your knees falling off. It's just fucked up. Uh, the, uh, The other Kelsey didn't get famous until... The younger one started to date Taylor Swift. Then every, I mean, outside, maybe in Philadelphia, those scumbags knew him. Uh, But who gives a shit, you know? So, yeah, they they start the news today. They're talking about the uh, New Hampshire primary. It's like, just get to how fat fuck Jason Kelsey took off his shirt, picked up a little girl, and said, hey, there's Taylor Swift. That actually happened in the game at Buffalo. Old Kelsey jumps out of the box, the heated box with the caviar, acts like every man, and says to a little girl, hey, yeah, you want to see Taylor? And then picks her up and waves at Taylor Swift. Well, then the Today Show goes, finds that girl and her mom to bring her into the studio today on the show to interview her about seen Taylor Swift I mean, it's not like Taylor like brought her in and you know sat on the mom's face or anything it was it's just brought her it's just wave that's all she did and everybody is so enamored with the Kelsey's 
and Taylor Swift that that's what you get. I mean, Taylor Swift is remarkable. I'll, I'll give her that. Um, did you know that Taylor Swift? I know I'm totally, I started talking about the New Hampshire primary. Now I'm talking about Taylor Swift. There's something that's really uh, brilliant that she did. And I know everybody wants to beat the shit out of her. But um, there's a guy by the name of Scooter, Scooter Braun who owned the publishing rights of her song. I'm probably going to get some of these details wrong. But when she started making music, she was with a certain record company and this guy, Scooter Braun. Um, there's two copyrights on music. The writer's uh, copyright, which is her, and um, the song rights copyright or some shit. I don't know. Somehow, the first six Taylor Swift albums were not exactly in her possession. Like this guy owned the songs and she wanted her songs back. Well, it, long story short, this guy wants to sell them to like another group or something like that for like $450 million, her first six albums. Uh, if you're a fan of, of Taylor Swift, you know this story. So bear with me when I get half of it wrong. Swift, um, she doesn't, she can't, doesn't like have the rights to those songs. Okay. And so they're actually like imposing their will on her. Like she can't perform them at various times. Uh, she sure as hell isn't making any money off of them. She goes ahead and announces she is going to re-record the six albums so that she will then have the albums devaluing the first six ones, the first original editions of the six. And then she goes ahead, records the six or is in the process. I know she's gotten several of them done, maybe even like four or five. I don't know if she has all six done, but she has to sit down, re-record all the goddamn albums. Okay. Uh, the head of her old record label, Nick says, Nick knows a little bit about country music, intentionally sold her library to Scooter Braun, knowing Taylor hated that guy. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for filling in the blanks for me. Well, she records all the goddamn songs again. And then she says, and all the radio stations, all the radio companies, I want you to play these versions. And they all said, okay. So everybody, um, so now she has complete control over her library. Very, very smart. Say what you will about being sick of her. I am too. But uh, she has uh, all the goddamn chess pieces. She's playing, what do you say? She's playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers. Amanda says, is that why there's all these reissues saying Taylor's version? I had no idea. I didn't either until I read about it. Yes, that's true. That is exactly what it is. It'll say Taylor's version on it. She re-recorded all her work and said, fuck you. Your work is now shit that I did because I just made them better. And everybody is playing those versions. And I'm encouraging everybody to buy these. And Swifties are like, fuck yeah, Taylor will do anything. Fuck yeah. And they buy it all again. <laughs> um, Chris says self-made billionaire. She's not that dumb. I don't think she's dumb at all. Very, very smart. Kyle says she sounds dumb. If we're playing checkers, why would she play chess? Yeah, don't fuck it up for me. Just go with my line. I didn't, well, I didn't make it up anyway. I just stole it from somebody. Anyway, 
Isn't that crazy? I was just talking about the goddamn New Hampshire primary and then fell into fat fuck hiker. And then I'm talking about Taylor Swift. All right. Get it together. Nikki Haley starts the day with a landslide victory. And I think it's called Dickfield Notch. There is one precinct, Dixville Notch, that votes in the New Hampshire primary at midnight. Now, New Hampshire is kind of like an under-the-radar state. No one knows anything about New Hampshire. Other than, uh, I don't know, maybe it's people know it's the Granite State. I think New Hampshire is known as the live free or die state where like there's like no laws or something like that. Seriously, they like, um, I, I don't think they have any gun laws or anything in New Hampshire. I, I'm not sure what else it is that makes them free. I mean, I don't think they're any more free than I am. And there's a lot of rich fucks that live there. Rich white assholes live in New Hampshire. Primary starts. Haley beats Trump like six votes to four. I'm not even kidding. Dixville Notch. uh, This is how they vote. They just walk up to a board and put a check mark on it. First in the in the nation, this is their big claim to fame. A sign showing the six registered voters is seen in the living room at the Tillotson House, ready to receive media and voters for the first in the nation midnight vote at the Balsams Grand Resort in Dixville Notch, New Hampshire. So they just go, all right, raise your hand if you vote Haley. Raise your hand if you... And then they just say, all right, we pick Haley. Look at she's all happy. Oh, I, I take it back. This isn't at Dixville Notch. This is at another campaign event in Salem, New Hampshire. All six eligible voters in the precinct, four registered Republicans and two undeclared voters, pulled the lever for Haley. Trump should win by the biggest amount in the history of New Hampshire. Did you see where, um, what's the comedian that wants to beat up Donnie Veltman? Michael Rappaport. Rappaport is the biggest hater of Trump on the planet. And he has announced that he's very seriously considering voting for Trump. All right, you don't need a primary. You don't need even a general election. If Rappaport is saying that he wants to vote for Trump because Biden's such an inept, uh, deranged, ill man, don't even have the election. Rappaport, for years, has gone on and on talking about how much he hates Trump and he would never vote for Trump. He is, he's talking now. He hasn't, I don't think he said for sure, but he's getting a ton of shit about it. Um, that 
he may he may vote for Trump. Holy shit. So with the New Hampshire vote going on right now, uh, Trump doesn't have to do a lot. He, he will destroy Haley. And then it won't be long until Haley gets out of the, uh, of the election. In fact, after this slaughter today, I don't even expect her to go to South Carolina for the next primary. I mean, why even bother? Okay. Uh, Trump, I think I would, if I'm him, cause this seems all to be a game for him. I would like to see, uh, if I were him, I would try to spend as little money as possible to see how far I can go, how much of a landslide I can win by without actually spending any money. My God. Some of you in the audience love Trump, but you're concerned about talking about it on the chat because um, most of the people in the chat do not like Trump. I work very hard to alienate Trump supporters. Now, I didn't go into it with the goal of getting them to stop listening to the show, but I have been very honest and forthcoming about how I feel about Trump. I don't like him. I don't want him to be president. And thin-skinned twats who listen to me don't like that. So they go, I can't listen to him anymore. Well, fuck you. I don't give a shit if you don't listen anymore or not. Some of you, though, are steadfast Trump supporters and you're still here. Those are the ones I want. I want those thick-skinned audience members, all right, to be in here. Kuypers says, fuck Trump and Biden. Well, I know, but you got to vote for one or the other, Kuypers. Uh, Amanda says, let's go, Brandon. See, she she loves Trump. Amanda loves Trump. Kuypers, I think, is going to vote for Trump, even though he says, fuck Trump. You can't say, fuck Trump and Biden. Yes, they both suck, but if you vote for one of them, I mean, that, that's fucking ridiculous. I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. I take it back. You can, because Biden's a piece of shit, too. The only reason why I'm going to vote for Biden is because Trump's such a piece of shit. Biden is also a piece of shit, but not as big of a piece of shit. Dan Campbell for president. Which, by the way, uh, ask and you shall receive. If you were to check out the Eric Zane show uh, spot on Reddit, I see that uh, there is a Dan Campbell shirt available. Gay for Dan. Now, I don't know if this idea came up before yesterday's show or after. I'm going to assume it was before. That's Dan Campbell when he played for the Lions. Gay for Dan, down to fuck. Um, I don't like the shirt because I don't like the picture. I want current Dan Campbell. But that shirt is available, I guess. Somebody already thought of it. Ben Glaze checks in. 
Right after the end of uh, X's and Bros, he writes, uh, I'll vote for someone else, even if it doesn't matter. I just don't want to vote for Trump or Biden. Looking forward to the 2028 election. <clears throat> oh, shit. Uh, hello, Eric Zane Show podcast. Big fraud, Zane. I think it's terrible, terrible what you're doing on your show right now. My secretaries tell me that you, you, you're telling your audience you're going to vote for Biden. Well, yeah, I, I thought you Is knew that. Right? I, th- I, thought, I thought you knew that. No, I, this whole time I thought you were on the Trump train. I thought so truly <laughs> that you were part of the Trump collective well, i think i think i think we do great things together and we, do, and, uh, we do we do i love this is a, I i'm love, so shocked i mean i love talking to you it's always great to talk to you sir but i can't there's no way i can vote for you Are you kidding me you tried to you tried to overthrow the country i didn't try to over nikki haley tried to you wouldn't believe what she did you wouldn't believe nikki haley she's probably She's going to be worse for the country. I think New Hampshire is going to show us that it's a Trump train, baby. And it's going to be probably the biggest Trump train maybe ever. Because Nikki Haley, she's dangerous. She's dangerous. Well, I know. Run. I know. So dangerous. I didn't say you were going to lose. I said you were going to win by a landslide. I, I mean, I know that. But just wait. Just don't. Don't. But you're telling you're telling your people that you're fucking voting for Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, he sleeps at the wheel. He, he sits up there and he's like, he's like, Folks, inflation, inflation is not real. It's not real. It's totally real. It's so real. America is hurting so bad, big fraud, and you're going to vote for a guy who, I mean, he can't even, he's not even cognizant. Well, I think I've said that so many times. Uh, Nick here, who is a, who's a supporter of you, he says, those are all lies, easy. It was a little peaceful protest. Totally. It was a totally peaceful protest. And I'm not responsible. Was I down there at the Capitol rioting and rampaging? Of course not. No, of course you sent them. You told they probably, them. They were in there. I don't know why they didn't get pens while they were inside there. I mean, it was so obvious they could have got them. But the thing is, I didn't I didn't do that. It was totally innocent. I mean, I was I was totally innocent. You said go down there and you got to fight like hell or you're going to lose your country. I mean, it's open to interpretation what fight like hell means. I mean, stand up and stand by. I mean, they're totally, totally crazy when you think about, I mean, it's so so false what they're saying about what I did. I mean, I'm proud of our patriots. I think they did great things, but I mean, that's their prerogative. I mean, that's what the Constitution's all about. Certainly you support big fraud, big fraud. You support the Constitution of the United States, right? Five five hours after it started, you shot a video telling you telling them how much you love them. Tell them great people. I love them. Of course, I love them. They're great supporters. But the truth is, I wasn't there. I did not. I mean, they're trying to make it like I incited this whole thing. I did nothing. Did nothing. Totally innocent. Innocent man. And it's it's the Constitution. It's their right. It's their right. Uh, when are you? You're a, you support the Constitution, don't you? Uh, I, I guess sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes. <laughs> well, you're not very American if you. Oh, that's, of course. That's very funny, big fraud. Not a big fan of the Constitution. Of course, of course. That's I probably am. why you're a Biden voter. Let's be so honest. I mean, this is terrible. This is terrible. What I'm learning. I mean, I'm right ahead of a big New Hampshire winning. I find out one of my best friends, big fraud, well, Jamie. 
He's a Biden supporter. No, terrible. I, I am your friend, but I mean, I have friends that I, I don't, I don't like, I'm not lockstep with everything they do. I mean, we are buddies. You and I, Mr. President, are pals, but I'm going to well, I'm like- hoping so. I thought, I thought maybe, well, maybe, maybe if you're talking trash about me and you talk all this trash about your old radio hosts, maybe you, Maybe you're friendly with them on the side too, and it's all fake, fake news, no, big fraud. No, no, it's it's completely legitimate. I you mean, you probably call up your friend Greg all the time, and you go, "Let's go in the hot tub together <laughs> or something," right? No, no, you're getting it all wrong, sir. I don't have to like you to vote. I mean, just because I, I don't. I get it, big fraud. I get it. I listen, big fraud. I was on so many. I was on television, of course, so I know these things. This is all fake news. You're a fake personality. The the Eric. Zaytunian that I know. He's oh. a great guy. He comes down to Mar-a-Lago. We've gone golfing together. It's great. Great when you think about it. And now you're going on You're going on your little show with your puny little audience and you're saying, I'm going to vote for Biden because you're going to vote for Biden. It's great. Listen, if that's what gets you the numbers, I mean, we. if you were a Trump supporter, your numbers would be through the roof. Oh, come on We would now. support you like you wouldn't believe. I don't know about that. I don't know if I want them. They're really stupid. They're, I mean, your people who support you are super dumb. You must have many supporters on your show. Name a couple of them. Look, sir, I appreciate you calling, but I'm going to cut this short. I don't think I can talk to you anymore for the rest of the day. Oh, geez. I don't think I can talk to you anymore. I mean, I'm so devastated. Thankfully, we're going to win New Hampshire. We're going to destroy New Hampshire. Nikki Haley is a terrible person. I mean, she no, left those people not, in the Capitol, by the way. She's a terrible person. She's, she's wonderful. She's going she's gonna, to she's lose so miserably. I hope, she, I hope she wins. Uh, now he's all butthurt now. I can't go any amount of time without doing something that someone gets butthurt about. What a disaster. All right, while that was going on, perfect example. Perfect example happened. While we're doing the show, and you are all listening to the Trump segment, out of the blue, says, "Ah, funny story, something happened to me yesterday that makes me want to thank Ron DeSantis. What? are you doing how many people in the in the in the chat announce while the show's going on again this is all right i'm i'm doing the show everybody's in the audience and it's like you standing up to go hey don't listen to him i've got a story why do you do that and then you'll do it, and then this converse, this will happen, this beat up, and then you'll go, oh, I got to take it. I better just uh, sit this one out. And then like two days pass, and you do it again. Wouldn't it be easier just to enjoy the show? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be fun? Why does that happen? Can you explain? It's like you're sitting there saying, oh, I've got something that I can say. I've got something that I can, I can, uh, I can take over the show here. It's the Amanda show. Amanda, 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 Amanda. 
go sit quietly for 10 minutes I say what it does, I'm trying to I'm trying to miss him and show fuck all right easy is going to go tinkle I'll be right back. Rest in peace. Ah. What a day. What a start. It's a, a start. Jesus. Show's over in 45 minutes. Uh, thank you to Troy Ginzer. Tag accounting. When it comes to getting your taxes done, your personal return, I want you to get a hold of the tax hobbit tag cpa.net or call 616-301-9516 tag accounting and tax services. He's uh, been my accountant both personally and professionally for decades. And he is awesome. He also was deadly from beyond the three point arc. No matter where you are in the U S Get your tax return done from Tag Accounting. Some of you might do the old H&R Block or the shit like that or the TurboTax. Huge mistakes. Huge mistakes. For the H&R Block folks or Liberty or whoever the fuck, you're just a number. For TurboTax, it's a disaster waiting to happen. Case in point, Nick the Electrician. He tried that shit last year. Nick's smart. All right. And if Nick fucks that shit up, you will too. He didn't necessarily fuck it up, but the thing didn't do what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to send a bunch of documents or some shit over and it never did. Reach out to Troy, 616-301-9516 for tag accounting. The Grand Rapids Gold are in action coming up in February at home. I want you to go to grandrapidsgold.com and get tickets. Go there, click on single game tickets, and off you go. The next February 7th, Grand Rapids Gold. You can buy tickets there. That is a Wednesday night game at Van Andel Arena. Uh, you can get them as low as 14 bucks. And then, of course, on Thursday, February 8th, $2 beers, $2 dogs against the College Park Skyhawks. Tickets as low as 14 bucks each, $2 beers, $2 dogs with the Grand Rapids Gold. I love those games, and I want to see you there at them. By the way, uh, my throat hurts now. It takes a lot out of me to do the Amanda impression. Matt says, I love that voice so much. 
Tyler says the impression is like fat Tasmanian devil. I don't know if fat has anything to do with it. It's just what I picture Amanda because she's a blurt fest. Amanda is not capable of subtlety. A lot of you have that trait. But that voice is more a depiction of the bull in the china shop behaviors in the chat by Amanda. We'll be talking about one thing. And because she's an egomaniac, she'll come flying in from the back of the room. All right. And just give you whatever the fuck is on her mind. I could be on here talking about uh, a cancer diagnosis that I just got. And then all of a sudden, you'll hear, Ah, BCP says the two-for-one special! Yeah, Eric Zane here. Um, Really sad right now. Uh, Diana was just killed in a helicopter accident. Ah, guess what? I love Dots Candy. Fuck! Tyler says that wasn't a shot at Amanda, by the way. It's just what pops up in my head when I hear the voice. You really got to get it, too. I'm only good uh, for three or four of those big bombs. Like right now, my throat, it's on fire. Chris says nothing beats Cecil. Uh, yeah, it's similar to my Cecil with a Y voice, but not exactly. Cecil with a Y is a little bit more subdued, and he speaks with a lisp. Hey, everybody, this is Cecil, and I spell it with a Y. Amanda is a lot more intense. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. They want to set you up with your mortgage. You're going to be below. The rates will be below 6% before you know it. No matter where you are in the U.S., get started on your mortgage now. 231-332-6505. So what you do, get pre-approved for the home you want to buy now. Get the mortgage. Get the house. 18 months, the rate's at 395 uh, refinance, and then you've already chewed through two years of payments. Then you take what was a 30-year fixed and make it a 15-year fixed because the rate is substantially lower. You're going to pay a lot less a month, and you get your home paid off much quicker. I got it all figured out for you. Trust me. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgages, who I got my mortgage through, many, many mortgages through, and uh, 231-332-6505 is who you need to call. Whether it's your first mortgage, like your first-time home buyer, you've done this many times in the past, Mario and his crew will help you. Call and mention EZ, 231-332-6505. I have an update from the Reddit front. These people are saying terrible things about you now, the audience. Uh, for dude who said Zane's current show is closer to classic free beer and hot wings than the current free beer and hot wings. 
And then follows up with, I said what I said. This guy says, I guess in the way that the old audience grew up, but Zane is still the same. Loud, insulting, and obnoxious. I have never agreed with any statement more than that one right there. I am very appreciative of this person who tries to insult you and I with a fantastic compliment. Loud, insulting, and obnoxious are three words that I uh, 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 hang on to with a point of pride. There are other words to describe me. I'm not going to say what they are. You can. You're smart enough to label me whatever you want, and I'll take whatever you give me. And then this person writes, but with no one there to reel him in or knock him down, it's the, it's the same shtick, just amped up. This is a goddamn commercial. Thank you. His cheering squad of sycophant listeners telling him whatever he, uh, whatever he does is the greatest thing ever only encourages him to never change. Yeah, um, so you're sick of fans, I guess. I don't know. I, to me, you're just folks who like to spend two hours of your day listening to something that interests you. I mean, I usually don't like sit around and say, all right, tell me how great I am. I would love that if you did. But I mean, come on now. It doesn't work at all like that. I trust in myself that what I'm saying you like and you have an expectation when you come here right Kent says Jesus did Mike Pellerino write this you have a garden of listeners and we are all the lettuce what was that remember Mike Mike and uh, Andrea Andrea, I don't know how she can put words together, frankly. And Nick, they all wrote that. You have a garden of listeners. You made a garden. You grew a garden of listeners. You put miracle grow on us and you made us grow. And now you're letting the harvest rot. What? I'm a 50-year-old man doing what a 50-year-old man should. A 50-year-old man shows up uninvited. To the great food giveaway. Even though I didn't need any help getting people to pick up the food. Um, Chris says, easy. Are you doing play-by-play again for Mario's football team? Yes. Absolutely. 3XFLU says you would be good at doing sports commentation for ESPN. I think that's a new person. Welcome. Um, Doing sports commentating for the football team, the indoor football team, Arena League, West Michigan Ironmen, is one of my favorite things in the whole world. Florida man says, wait, what? He showed up at that this, this past year. Yes. 
I probably shouldn't have said anything. I don't want to give, you know, he's got a heart on right now and he's jacking his dick because I, I knew that. We are, um, we had given away nearly all the food rather quickly. And uh, so much so that we pulled the people from the corner at the end of the street to, because we didn't want anybody else to come down and get food. And then ha- we have to tell them we're out of food. We gave it all away. That stalker waited until our ladies got off of the corner, dressed up as Santa Claus with his giant sign that he handmade, waddled over to the corner and stood there telling people to go down the street and get the food. And all of us are like, why? To what? Why are you doing this? What is wrong with you? This is why, this again, why everybody feels you are a goddamn stalker. You do stuff like this. Um, Stevie says, oh my God, that was so weird. And they say Zane can't move on. Um, Linda says, we need Joe to ask him why. Yeah, I don't, I don't get Joe... I, I, I realize that and I, I would love that to happen, but I love Joe dearly. He's a huge supporter of our show, but I don't want to get him in the middle of that. You know, Linda, or Amy says, wait, what? I didn't see that. Cause Linda and I were out delivering food. Tophus says, wait, which Joe? That, okay. Pellerito's brother is, is Joe. And he's a, um, He's, you know, he's like all of us. Enjoys the show, sends nice messages. He's cool. And he's, you know, kind of caught in the middle between his brother behaving like a psychopath and us. And, um, you know, there was an odd period a couple of years ago where you had a, uh, a dozen people who, really took ownership of this show in such an odd way that it was a little bit much. And when I bitched about it, it became a real problem and there was a huge blow up. So that was it. I just banned them all. And then since that time, they've repeatedly come back into my line of sight again with moments like this. The same guy who stalked out our ladies and waited till they left the corner and then went on the corner to say, go get food. I'm part of the team. No, I'm dressed like Santa Claus. I'm an asshole. He's the same guy who had like a, we hate Eric Zane show party on his, uh, farm in the middle of nowhere, invited all these losers in from like Nashville and New Jersey, and they show up, and Pellerito's got scarecrows all over his property with my face on it. And they're like shooting the scarecrows and lighting them on fire and fucking acting like assholes. I'm like, dude, okay, great. And every so often, he just happens to like show up the same way he did when he would just drop by my house. So every so often we have to kind of, uh, uh, handle a, a mic 
sighting. And his latest was at the great food giveaway. And, uh, we had agreed that we wouldn't say it, but I kind of, we wouldn't talk about it, but I kind of just stumbled upon the story now because I'm a dumbass. but, oh, well, whatever. Not that it matters. <clears throat> yeah. And so Linda's saying you need to have Joe ask him why he does this. Joe doesn't want any part of this. And I don't, I don't request that. I'm just glad Joe's there to listen to the show. Donut dance says, damn, that is super creepy, bro. Get a PPO against that guy, brother. I'm this close. I'm this close. I've got a file. I've got a Mike Pellerito file. I've got a Dean file. I've got, I've got, I'm this close, this close to getting it. How does someone's brain work to dress up as Santa and send people to get food that's not there anymore? Yeah, we didn't invite him. He wasn't asked to do that. Linda now supports me talking about it. The world needed to be told what a psycho he is. <clears throat> Tofa says he's exhibiting some really creepy behaviors, man. Yeah, you can't let it go. It's like, just go away. Do your own goddamn show. Matt says, is he standing outside of your window holding up a boom box right now? Blink twice if he is. Oh, no, Eric. Please don't lie to our ears. Don't suck a big black dick because I know you want to, Eric. Chris says he just doesn't know how to quit you. Chris says Stalkerito is the perfect name for him. I started calling him that on the air when I was on, on BBL. And that had to do with, I've told the story before, but it's a fantastic story. Gather round. Pellerito was upset that Cumulus shortened my show from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. to 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. They took an hour of it away to put the Dan Patrick show on starting at its starting time of 9 a.m. Even though I had been on for till 10 a.m. for like eight months. And, uh, I find out after the fact, while I'm at work and people that are at the radio station conducting business, day-to-day -day job, everything, and um, the program director of WBBL was a sweet soul by the name, is this, well, he's not there anymore, he's still alive, his name's Dave Jackanette. David had a stroke um, and lived, but it kind of fucked him up. It ended his radio career. He says, I got to talk to you. And uh, I go, what's up? He goes, well, Mike Pellerito came to the radio station today. I go, what? Yeah. Mike didn't like the fact that I was um, not on for that final hour. Goes to the building takes the elevator up to the studios. Now, you can't get into the studios unless you have key access. He actually took it up. I'm sorry, he took the elevator up to the uh, front desk, which was on a different floor. 
And he goes to the receptionist. Hello, I'm here to see Dave Jackinette. Now, Dave had a little, uh, had an AM radio show called like uh, uh, Up With People, West Michigan. It was a one-hour show. And that show would freak on the AM station would frequently have guests on their local dignitaries and shit like that to talk about like the state of the city, you know, shit nobody cares about. The receptionist thought it was a guest for the show. And she said, oh, okay, yeah, follow me. She takes him up to the studio and sits him down in the green room. Jack Annette is getting ready to start his show. And she goes, Dave. Your guest is in the green room. And he's like, I don't have any guests today. Oh, well, yeah, well, I, I just set him down. Yeah, you do. Dave walks into the green room. And there's Mike. I, I'm in the, I'm in my studio. I don't know this is happening. Dave walks in and goes, uh, hi. How can I help you? He's Mike Pellerito, how are you? He goes, I'm fine. Uh, am I missing something? Oh, no. Uh, I just wanted to talk to you about your decision to take Eric Zane off the last hour of his show. I think you're making a mistake. And Dave realizes the same thing that you're realizing right now. You're a fucking psychopath. And Dave goes, you got to get out of here. You cannot be here right now. Who let you in here? How did this happen? You need to go right now and kick some out. Jagged comes walking in. He goes, dude, guess what? I what? And he tells me all this. And I go, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Now at the time. Sure. Ally. Overstepping. You betcha. You betcha. Ah. Uh, Tyler says the only thing that would have made that worse is if he chained himself to the front desk until they gave that hour back. Oh my God. Dota Dan says, was he dressed like Santa? <laughs> Honestly, I feel bad for Joe because I, mean, I, I don't want him to be caught in the middle of this, but he kind of is. I mean, just by default. I mean, he likes the show. He likes listening to it. But at the same time, his brother does weirdo shit all the fucking time. God, like showing up to our event uninvited, dressed like Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, I'm just helping. We didn't ask for your help. All right. Going down memory lane. One of my favorite things to do. Uh, I heard from Donut Dan. By the way, are you... You're doing the... Uh, you're doing the donut race again, aren't you? The dirty donut this year? Are we partnering up again this year for the dirty donut? And if so, isn't like now the time to start publicizing the dirty donut? That's a spring race, isn't it? Dirty donut race. Look at all your sponsors powered by Consumers Credit Union. Last year he sold out. Oh, no. Okay. I guess it's spring. Just barely. June 15th, 2024. In Martin, Michigan. The Dirty Donut Race. This one's got Tyler Kerr written all over it. 
The best part of this picture here is the Eric Zane Show podcast logo. Look at that. Dan's done a hell of a job in getting this race off the ground. Uh, gravel road races are, uh, are great fun and very, very popular and growing in popularity. Good for you, Dan. I'm proud of you. Uh, Dan says, yes, 611 already registered. And yes, we must partner. How many did you have last year? Last year was, I mean, it's grown exponentially each year, but what was the total you had and what's the goal for this year? All right. Nick, the electrician says, can I use my quad? Only if you can pedal it. 1,000 is a sellout this year. All right, buddy. We'll see if we can't make that happen. The Lions. I have an update on the Lions. It's just little stories into one big story. First of all, uh, Linda made a comment yesterday when talking about the coach of the Buccaneers, why he didn't take the timeout. The Lions had about a buck 50 on the clock when they had the ball. And the Bucks had one timeout. Lions took a knee. And then Linda said, because she knows more about football than everybody here, that coach should have taken a timeout. And I mansplained it to her. And I said, no, no, no. No, it wouldn't have worked. Wouldn't have worked. They would have run out of time. Apparently not. I, I take it back. Uh, Lions had the ball with a buck 33 on the clock. And now people are saying that Bulls should have called timeout. So what would have happened if he had called timeout is the Lions would have been able to attempt a field goal with about 12 seconds remaining. And it would have been about, if they didn't gain any yard, it just ran it up the middle or whatever. It would have been about a 45-yard field goal attempt, and they would have been up by 11. Okay? Um, and so if they made that field goal, yeah, of course it's out of reach. Bulls did not take the timeout and didn't force the Lions to attempt the field goal. Had he taken the timeout and then the Lions attempted the field goal and missed, Tampa would have had the ball at about midfield with 11 seconds left. That's two shots at the end zone. Or one shot to the sidelines to get you down to about the 20 and then a shot at the end zone. Linda was correct. And I won't do that again. Sometimes it's hard for an arrogant dude like me to accept the fact that he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about most of the time. So in the future, I now defer to Linda when it comes to football talk. Now that I got that out of the way, she says we were all shocked they didn't call a timeout. Uh, Stevie says the Bulls, wasn't it Tampa? Did I refer to Tampa as the Bulls? I meant to say the Bucks. She said I said it twice. Exactly. That's why I'm an idiot. I'm referring to the goddamn Bucks as the Bulls. No, wait a minute. I know what it is. 
the coach, I did say Bulls, but the coach's name is Bulls. Todd Bulls is the coach of the coat of the of the Bucks. So I did not get that wrong. But it's like me to do that. So I understand why you would say that. Todd Bulls is the coach of uh of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. B O W L E S. But no, he should have taken the time out. Absolutely should have taken the time out. Um yeah, it was a it was kind of like I was like, "What? Holy shit." Bulls doubled down on his explanation after a reporter asked if his decision was rooted in sportsmanship, having not called the timeout on first down. Bulls said, no, the game was over. They were in field goal range, would have had 12 seconds calculated after using the timeout to come back from it. Then we would have been down 11 points. It's kind of pointless. You kind of know when the game is over and the game was over. While the Buccaneers' hopes of winning surely would have remained slim had Bulls used the timeout, his explanation still likely leaving fans wanting more. If you have a shot at extending the game in the postseason, you've got to take it. Absolutely. That's fucking crazy that he didn't do that. What an asshole. Take the goddamn timeout. What does it hurt if you take the, if you, if you the timeout? Nothing. Uh, there was a sign in the stands during the Lions game. This is it. I thought it was great. Uh, referencing Dan Campbell's speech from three years ago when he said, uh, as, as we get better, we're going to take a kneecap off. And then we get knocked down. We're on the way up. We're going to take the other kneecap off. And then we're going to take a hunk out of them. And then we're going to take another hunk out of them. And at the end, we'll be the last one standing. So fan takes those words, makes a sign, kneecap with Vikings logo next to it. Other kneecap with Rams logo next to it. Check marks by both of them. Hunk out of them with Tampa's logo, a check mark by it. Um, and when I saw that, it never occurred to me why that was offensive. But the NFL, the actual NFL posted that sign and said, oh, this is great. Look at that. Well, one of the players, Justin Jefferson for the Vikings said, that's horrible. And everyone's like, why, why, why is that horrible? And I couldn't figure out why it was horrible, but, uh, you see the lions, uh, who was the fucking guy? The one dude for the lions, Kirby Joseph, he hit the Viking player, TJ Hawkinson in the knee and blew out his ACL. So it says kneecap. And then the following week, he did the same thing to another player for the Rams, Tyler Higby and destroyed his knee. So Justin Jefferson, is pissed off and he's like why is this okay he says so this team's going to be built on we're going to kick you in the teeth all right uh and he says y'all wild for posting this thumbs down this ain't cool and i don't i think he's the only one who realized what was going on because i sure as fuck didn't think about that there were actual players hurt but it's true they they were (laughs) oh no Uh, by the way, I, I now don't think Kirby Joseph is a dirty player. I just think that that was a fucking bang-bang play, and it just happened to be that. Uh, finally, concerning your Detroit Lions, because I know you're all Lions fans. By the way, the New York Post published a uh, on the cover of the New York Post yesterday. It said, the real America's team, the Detroit Lions, which was awesome. 
Cole says, asshole of the day could be players that got hurt and then got butt hurt. Patrick says, maybe Jefferson didn't get the reference of the Dan Campbell speech. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so one of the Lions tight ends got injured. His name is Brock Wright. And he's the guy, he actually had a huge play in that game against Tampa. So the Lions went out and they uh, signed for the NFC championship game like a stud tight end. Zach Ertz is uh, a three-time like all-pro tight end. If I get any of this wrong, Linda will correct me. And it's pretty damn good. He's been injured during the uh, last few years of his career, but he's completely recovered right now, just looking for a place to land. And the Lions picked him up. So I'm anxious to see how that is going to be. Oh! Stop the presses. Joe Martinez is here to throw some shade. That's right. Here we are talking about fun stories and interesting stories. And Joe Martinez, from the back of the room, yells out, Six and a half point underdog, opening line. And? At some point, at some point, we may witness a moment where Joe, he's going to have to either flip a switch and go from being that guy to enjoying this. Okay. I don't, I don't know when that's going to be. And I don't know if he has it in him to actually be seen on here. Just enjoying the fact that they're winning or have one. It's to a point now where even if they lose, nobody's going to care because it's so enjoyable to watch them. But look, you aren't allowed on the train. And that those aren't my words. Those are the words from the boss. All right. The boss said, you are not allowed to be on the train. So let me just tell you this. If I'm walking around downtown Grand Rapids and I see you and you're wearing a lion's shirt, I'm going to rip it right off of you. All right. I'm going to rip the shirt right off of your body and make you humble. I might even put my dick in your butt. Uh, he's going back to the last time the Lions lost in the NFC championship. That's his, that's his, he's one of these really, we're going to go down the road of, well, they haven't won in the past. So there's no way they're going to win. now. that's, that's the card he's playing. All right. So does that mean if they go to the Super Bowl, are you then saying, yeah, well, they've never been to the Super Bowl. Is that, is that where you're going to take this? Let's put a wager on it. Let's put a wager on this. Let's bet. Uh, straight up. Let's bet straight up. I'll take the Lions. You take... No, actually, you're offering the six and a half points. I'll take the six and a half points. I'll take the six and a half points and the Lions. All right? You take San Francisco. 
if I win, you wear Michigan State gear. If you win, you have to think of a punishment for me. All right? Six and a half points. EZ gets the Lions. You get the 49ers. I win. You wear state gear. Pictured. I post it all over the place, everywhere. You wearing state gear. I don't know what you want me to do. It has to be a similar type of punishment. I don't give a shit what it is, whatever you come up with. Do you accept the challenge? Donut Dan says Eric wears a free beer and hot wing shirt. Now that would sting. I would buy and wear a free beer and hot wing shirt on this podcast. Do you accept? If you don't, shut the fuck up. Joe says, are you sure you want to make that? Are you sure? I will make that bet with you right now. Give me 6.5. Give me the Lions. You lose. You wear Michigan State. I lose. I wear Free Beer and Hot Wings gear on this show. I, I await your answer. I await. He says the Lions can't win outside. The only thing you can say right now is I agree or I don't agree. Those are your choices. He says, I thought you said you weren't saying who was going to win. If it'll get you to possibly wearing Michigan State gear, I'll do it. I'll make an exception for that. What do you think of that? (laughs) Take the bet, everybody's saying. Come on. Donut Dan says, don't be scared, Joe. All right. I'm offering. You can take it or leave it. You don't have to take it. I mean, if you're scared. But I think the Lions, I will take the Lions and the points. He says, you're on, but I'll tell you later what you need to do. Well, I have to agree to it. I cannot accept the bet unless I know what I have to do. I gave you an option of me wearing that. I mean, that's, that's similarly humiliating. Is it not? How is that different? I wear something, you wear something publicly that that's, that's all that's, that's equitable, which is a word you don't understand. An equitable exchange. You wear Spartan gear, something you hate. I wear Free Bear and Hot Wings gear, something I hate. How it is? How is that not equitable? Why am I backtracking now? I I, I just gave you the a very simple option. Do you not accept that? I mean, we both wear different shit. You you see these bets all the time. Like when Gretchen Whitmer makes a bet with uh, fucking the governor of Alabama. Yeah, Gretchen Whitmer wearing the Alabama gear. Okay. Linda says, Jesus Christ, make the fucking bet. I think what we're seeing here, ladies and gentlemen, is he's a coward. He's an absolute coward to take the bet. He's been talking all this shit. Finally. An opportunity to take care of it right here, right now. 
No, you said I would do state gear and you would do whatever I put out there. Well, Joe, this is perfect. This is a fantastic bet. Your bet is going to be, I don't know, God, you don't even have a punishment. How, why would I make a bet with you and I don't even know your punishment? All right, he's backpedaling. We all know what's going on here. He's a big talker. He's a big talker. He won't accept the bet. Maureen says you have to say what it is, what is on the line, Joe. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, folks. I tried. I tried. But he's clearly looking for a loophole, and he's frightened. That's what's going on here. I want you to call Joe Martinez right now, 616-516-8579. All right, tell you what. I'll give you this opportunity. I'll give you an opportunity to think up a punishment. All right? What what are you thinking of? Maybe, maybe it'll be great. What is it? I mean, you got to... I'll give you till tomorrow. I will give you to tomorrow, but it has to be equitable. I mean, you wearing Spartan gear and taking a picture of it, and then I have to, you know, suck an ostrich's dick. That's not equitable. So there you go. I will I will concede. If you will not do what I suggested, uh, that's okay. Or if, if you think that that's not fair, whatever. Go ahead. Decide what you want me to do. I want to hear it. But I'm not going to suck an ostrich's dick, which is what you probably want me to do. And no, I don't want to sniff your Mexican relative's armpits. Matt writes, MSU gear versus go kill a drifter. Ryan says, suck an ostrich's dick while wearing a Freebear and Hot Wing Show shirt. It must be fair. Okay. So you come up with something that I would do as a punishment. There. How does that how does that sound? I will await your response. All right. Speaking of Joe Martinez. He has this amazing business called A&E Heating and Cooling. Let me tell you this. All this shit I give Joe Martinez, it's all about love. I love that, man. I don't like his take on the Lions. Uh, I don't like his take on Michigan with his we bow for no one and all that other nonsense. Uh, That's why I'm going to love getting him to wear Michigan State gear. A&E Heating and Cooling. Uh, and you have to post it on your website too. You have to post it on your Facebook. Joe Martinez, A&E, Eating and Cooling. I love Michigan State. I want to eat Mark D'Antonio's asshole out. You have to write all those things on there. A&E, Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Um, seriously though, when it comes to your furnace, if you do not get that thing checked up, checked out regularly once a year for leaks, you could wind up dead, Okay. Very, very serious and important to get your furnace serviced once a year, tuned up. If you don't do that, you run a risk. At the least, you're going to be running with some uh, very ineffective, inefficient equipment. And that's going to cost you money. 
DTE loves it when you tune up your furnace. So what they've done is they've partnered with Joe and his Wolverine loving ass to come into your house for free to tune up your furnace. 616-516-8579. That's 616-516-8579. DTE pays for the tune-up. That is 100% true. It's a, well, totally free. Economists will tell you there's no such thing as a free lunch. That's bullshit. Joe is giving you a free lunch, a free tune-up. Valued at $79, 616-516-8579 for Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling, whose day started out wonderful today until he stuck his his head into the chat and said, six and a half point underdog. Six and a half. He's been quiet. He's been quiet uh, because everybody loves the Lions now. Even people who don't love the Lions now Love the Lions now, except six and a half point underdog, Joe. So though everybody's loving it. Everybody's having a good time. They're buying their blue shit. They're buying their couch covers. The team's winning. The New York Post says they're America's team. Ay, 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 six and a half point underdog, senor. Ay, chihuahua. That is ridiculous. That's all it took to get me going. That's all it took. So now I have made this. I am offering this bet. I now wait on Senor Martinez to give me some guidance as to what he would like easy to do if he doesn't win the bet. All right. I said if he loses the bet, he wears Michigan State gear. We take a picture of it, we post it on Facebook. Then I made the suggestion I'll wear Free Bear and Hot Wings gear. And he goes, No, 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 Diablo, blee blah blah blee blah blah blee blah blah. I'm like, okay. No, I will come up with it, senor. Diablo, Diablo. So now I wait. You have till tomorrow to come up with a punishment if I lose the bet. Surely you can meet with the village elders and figure that shit out. And no, I will not suck off an ostrich. Chris says, now we have to find an off ostrich. Will an emu do? I don't think, I think I know where we can find one of those. Joe drops this poignant one. Just wait. Waiting is like Heinz ketchup. Anticipation. What? What does that even mean? Ryan says, Joe, a massive Freebird Hot Wings blanket so Eric can put it over his dog couch and a big old Freebird Hot Wings sweater. It's a great idea. Chris says, I have a nice puffy Lions jacket from 1990. Joe can borrow that. Well, don't forget, his payoff of the bet is Michigan State gear because that's what he hates the most. 
You're lucky I didn't make it Ohio State. All right. Anyway, despite being a dipshit, he's a great sponsor. Uh, thank you to Impact Power Sports online at impactpowersportsmi.com. Check out their website or head to their location in Rockford, Michigan, and go see them. Say hi to all the crew there. Pick up a bag of popcorn on the way in and start shopping for an ATV, UTV, motorcycle, electric bike, golf cart. They are Michigan's newest uh, Yamaha dealer of golf carts. Check out the selection at Impact Power Sports online at impactpowersportsmi.com. So much fun when you think about it. I mean, especially if you've got like a spot up north and you're like me and all you do is sit around and look at the fire. It'd be great if there was something uh, to do like something you can get from Impact Power Sports. Right there in Rockford, Michigan, kind of off the beaten path, gives you a up north feel to where they are in Rockford. ImpactPowerSportsMI.com is the website. Go check them out and mention your pal EZ. Uh, throat Slash Dale is superior cleaning and power washing and snow plowing. You can call Dale. If you're in the Muskegon area and you need somebody to plow your snow, 231-740-4098. That's 231-740-4098. Yesterday's asshole of the day was our pal Justin Nettlebeck and his lawsuit. Oh, my God. What an embarrassment, that fucking moron. Today's asshole of the day uh, has to be a Reddit pussies who, again, go after EZ, take my material... Take my pictures and insults of free beer posted. And then, all right, let's beat the shit out of Eric. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. You are the assholes of the day for this, the 23rd of January, 2024. And and let me tell you this personally. Don't be shy. Okay, I can take it. Come on over to my Reddit page and let me have it. I cannot communicate with you on the free beer and hot wing show subreddit. I've been banned. Even though the only thing interesting on that goddamn page is when they talk about yours truly. So give me something to do and go over to my subreddit and kick ass. Do it. Come on in. Jump in. The water's fine. I would I would welcome you with open arms. Okay? Don't waste your time on that. Waste your time with me. I would love to engage you in a conversation. Uh, once again, if you're just tuning in, Jill Martinez has been offered uh, the bet of a lifetime, the bet to end all bets. He takes San Francisco. I take the Lions. I get six and a half points, which is the line. Losers punishment. Uh, I've suggested to Joe that he would wear Spartan gear. I'd get a picture of that. Uh, I suggested I would wear uh, free beer and hot wings gear. He goes, no, no, no. He wants me to do something. God knows what, who knows what he'll come up with, but we wait. Now we wait. Put your money, put your stunt where your mouth is and you are not allowed on the lion's train. 
Aram says something about ketchup. At the end of the day, I love you all. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I'll talk to you later. Talk to you on the Patreon. Bye-bye.